The Grange Musical Collection, based in Suffolk. They're the UK's largest and most diverse museum for mechanical music, with regular public open days on the first Sunday of every month. They're always on the lookout for a new and unique exhibit. Contact in confidence if you have something to sell. Find them on Facebook or visit thegrangemusicalcollection.com. Proud supporters of Mechanical Music Radio. Broadcasting from our studios in the UK. Heard around the world. Automatic musical instruments. On app, on Alexa speakers and online. Tuesday Night Live with James Dundon. Evening, hope you're okay. Look, I'm not going to be doom and gloom tonight, but I'm just going to address the elephant in the room. What is happening in Ukraine is going to change a lot of things for us when it comes to fuel prices. So, you know, getting getting the vehicles fueled up to go to events, that's going to be a stinger this year. Um, not just that, though, the price of coal has really risen in the last four weeks at an alarming rate. And not just that, we're going to have to start burning eco-coal, e-coal, in our steam engines. Will it get hot enough? To make an engine run properly, the National Traction Engine Trust are looking into it. They join us live after 9.30 tonight. Bit of a rally scene special this evening. Most of the instruments we're going to be playing on the show all heard on the rally field. Our Tuesday talking point we'll get into in a minute is themed around that. We're also going to be saying um, farewell, a tribute on the way to a much-loved character who's done so much for the preservation movement through the years. And what else are we doing? Oh, we've also got... Tonight, some new music from a very historic, iconic instrument. Carl Plasto has been sending me more recordings on cassette to feature on the radio. I'm delighted to have received this, and the quality is really, really good. Uh, from 1991 at the Dorset Steam Fair, Frank Lifko's 98 Key Merengue. It's how we open the show this evening. Thank you. 
it is. The ex-Tom Norman's Palladium Show. Uh, of course, uh, owned uh, by Frank Lithgow since 1976 and recorded there in the early 90s at the Great Dorset Steam Fair by Carl Plasto. We'll play you another couple of those uh, recordings that we've digitised in the next half hour of the programme. Right, it's time to get into the fun and games. Tuesday Night Live, our Tuesday talking point is up on social media. God, we've got a lot of comments on this already. What's your favourite smell at the Steam Rally? Favourite smell at the Steam Rally, uh, Michael Pumphrey says, bacon cooking in the morning, wood and coal smoke as engines light up, hot oil, straw, and harvest smells from thrashing. Gosh, like I'm there. Uh, you can add to the list. Uh, please go to uh, our Facebook site and you can uh, get involved in the Tuesday Talking Point, your favourite smell at the Steam Rally. Four songs, but what's the connection? Mechanical Music Radio's Connect Four. Really simple, this game. Uh, all you've got to do is text and email when you think you've worked out the connection between these thought four songs. And there's, you know, it's not an historical connection. It's not a geeky sort of, oh, you know, you've got to be, you know, Einstein organs to get it. Um, this is literally based on the title of the tunes and what sort of story are we telling. If you read out the four titles of the songs I'm about to play out loud, you will instantly tell me what connects the four pieces. So go on then, play along. Here comes track one. It's Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Mechanical Music Radio's Connect Four. Thank you. 
Bye Bye Blackbird, of course a tune we're all familiar with on the Bock and Mortier. Before that we did Robin Hood Men in Tights, which was from the um, the Maid Marian series on CBBC back in the 90s. And yes, that, someone's actually done that for the organ. Was it Ash Lombers who's, who's arranged that? It's quite funny. Robin Hood Men in Tights. So what do you think connects Bye Bye Blackbird with Robin Hood Men in Tights and the Woody Woodpecker, the third piece? When you think you know, send us an email on the website mechanicalmusicradio.com Here's Woody Music Radio's Connect Four. Thank you. 
Well, uh, hopefully you got tonight's Connect Four. Uh, the answer's coming up in five minutes' time. Get in touch now if you think you know the answer. The four tunes we played, what story, what uh, theme are we building here? Robin Hood Men in Tights, Bye Bye Blackbird, Woody Woodpecker, <laughs> and Two Nightingales. I've had a, an answer in that I can't read out. <laughs> Men in Tights and Woody Woodpecker is, well, I think you can um, guess the rest. Uh, no, it's not that. It's something far simpler. If you think you know the connection, uh, let us know. You can text, you can email on our website, and I'll give you the answer in about five minutes. Mechanical Music Radio's Connect Four. Text the studio now. 07871 221 511 or email through our website mechanicalmusicradio.com Join me, David Ward, on Mechanical Music Radio, broadcasting to you live from Dublin in Ireland, bringing you the greatest selection of mechanical music instruments anywhere in the world. Every day, Monday to Friday, 4pm until 6pm. We've got a jam-packed show for you. We do a trio of rally scene instruments every day at 20 past 4, and at 20 past 5, we do our feel-good three. So join me, David Ward, on Mechanical Music Radio, Monday to Friday, 4pm until 6pm. Mechanical Music Radio.
four songs, but what's the connection? Mechanical Music Radio's Connect Four. Right, thank you for all the messages. We've had a ton of them identifying tonight's Connect Four. The four songs we played were Robin Hood Men in Tights, <laughs> Bye Bye Blackbird, Woody Woodpecker, and Two Nightingales. It was a nice straightforward one tonight. Andrew Rota was first, Nick Williams second, and well done to Mark Raven, who was third. Also hi to Peter Mackett, Mike Green. Also tuned in, enjoying the show tonight, Matt Lyons and Brian Hunt. Bill and Claire tuned in from the US, and also Kath and Bo, who are listening loud and proud. Uh, the Newtons are on. Uh, also hi to Luke Trotman, Michael Pumphrey, Ben Jackson, David Aldridge... Uh, what else have we missed here? Sorry, the, the mobile phone's always a little bit slow and some messages come through afterwards. Bill Warder has also got involved and he's actually got it right, so it must have been simple. Also, hi to Duncan in Preston, Denise Rogers, who says, James, hope your knee's better. Yeah, I'm living with it. <laughs> I don't, don't wish to grumble, you know me. Hi to Vicky Rogers, also to um, uh, Robert and Catherine in Callington. Hi, James. Hope you're feeling better and you're not in too much pain, says Mandy and Alan. All the better for hearing from you. Tonight's Connect Four was birds. It's that simple. Birds of the animal type. I love you know. Uh, we did uh, Robin Hood men in tights. Well, Robin, isn't it? It's a Robin. And then we had Bye Bye Blackbird. So we had a Robin and a Blackbird. We had Woody Woodpecker. We got the Woodpecker and the two Nightingales. Easy. Connect Four. Back same time next week on Tuesday Night Live. Now, we were very, very sad to hear at the weekend of the passing of Mr. Philip Upchurch. After a short battle with cancer, Phil has left us for the big rally field in the sky. What I'd say about Phil is he's, you know, always on hand for a bit of a wind-up and a wicked sense of humour, but he was so keen to pass on his knowledge of fairground history or organ history um, to enthusiasts around him. And, you know, you'd ring him up and ask him about something, and then the next day you'd, you'd get a tape through the post with the said instrument recorded onto it. Um, it's just fantastic. And, of course, he's someone who made such a difference. He put his money where his mouth is in doing two books about fairground organs, On Display and Fair Organ Focus, both publications I highly recommend. If you haven't got a copy, you will learn an awful lot. We'll really miss Phil at the various events. It simply won't be the same and not seeing him there with his tankard in his hand. So we're going to play a couple of tunes in tribute to Phil. This is a tune that he always used to start every day with when he was on the keyframe of Slack Scavioli. Popsy Wopsy, in tribute to Mr. Philup Church. <laughs> Thank you. 
Me and Jane in a Plane, the ex-Marshal Hill Merengue. We also did Popsy Wopsy on Slack Scavioli. In tribute to Mr. Philip Church, we will miss you, Phil. And um, his work lives on. As I said, those two books again on display and Fair Organ Focus. Uh, the Fair Organ Preservation Society has got copies of both of those books for sale. Have a look on their website. Mechanical Music Radio's One Second Song. In just a minute, the National Traction Engine Trust are going to be on talking about changes to coal in steam engines. Uh, first, though, let, let me just say, at the end of the show tonight, we will be playing a tune that sounds like this. So what is it? That's, your, uh, that's the game. It's the one-second song. We've clipped out literally a second of a tune, a very famous march. What is this? Any ideas? Get in touch now, and we'll give you a mention at the end of the show. The one-second song. Text the studio now. 07871 Or email through our website mechanicalmusicradio.com If you'd rather be anywhere than stuck indoors arranging insurance, why not give Walker Midgley Insurance Brokers a call today? We've been established for over 40 years, so our friendly specialists can sort the right cover. For organs, steam vehicles, modelers, clubs and societies, as well as vintage tractors and much more. We believe we can beat your existing quote. Call us today on 0114-250-2770. Walker Midgley is part of the Towergate Underwriting Group Limited, who are authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Cover is for UK-based customers only. Welcome to the live show. It's now 9.34. Burning coal in engines. Big changes are coming. Uh, there's a, a law change, and we need to find a more environmentally friendly coal to burn in engines, whether we want to or not. The change is being pushed through. The National Traction Engine Trust can tell us more. David Smith is Head of Technical Services. Uh, David, hello, evening. Good evening. Good evening. So, first of all, just, just break this down, because people might say, oh, it's just a few steam rallies, you know, a few engine owners. How big a deal, how many enthusiasts some uh, potentially even businesses will some of these changes to coal affect? Well, I can give you some numbers uh, which might help put it into some form of perspective. <clears throat> There's nearly 4,000 surviving examples of road going to engines and portables. They're not all in use. There are 2,250 scale models. And together, they have a collective value of £340 million, we guess. Uh, the road-going steam fraternity that I've just referred to uh, burn 4,100 tonnes of coal a year, uh, which is less than the 30,000 tonnes burnt by the Heritage Railways. Uh, there are 1,200 events in the UK each year where steam engines are the major attraction. Uh, those events turn over £495 million. And if you added on the bed and breakfasts, the hotels, the pubs, the shops and the transport to get to the events and so on, you're talking about £553 million. If you went wider still and talked about the insurance costs and the fuel and the workshops that support all of the events and the engines, the cost of oils and spares and training, 
you're talking an eye-watering £745 million contribution to the UK uh, revenue. Mm -hmm. Uh, And from that, we estimate that there's over £3 million a year raised for charities. This is how it could affect the economy. And the reason that you've done these workings is because obviously there there could be, you know, a sizable campaign coming up to, to almost save the movement because there does seem to be a lot of changes at the minute, environmental-wise, looking at coal, eco-coal. How, I mean, what what is, because some enthusiasts may have tried some of this eco-coal and said it's not up to it. We're just about to start a major study to see if that's the case. Is that right, Dave? Yes, it is. Um, up until now, the eco coal has been around for a little while, and the suppliers of it, the producers of it, have been very generous in asking people if they want to trial with it, which is fine. But one of the problems with that is that there's nobody collecting the results of the trials, and they're all sort of anecdotal, if you like. It's, it's okay if you do this, and it's not okay if you do that. And quite recently, we met with a company called Coal Products Limited, CPL, as it's known generally. And we had a very, very long uh, conversation with them. The result was they very generously offered to supply uh, samples of their fuels. They're they're actually producing three types of fuel currently. And and what they've offered is that we should uh, ask owners of engines, portables, uh, miniature engines, uh, centre engines for fares, ask them if they want to come and help us find out how this product works so that the producers can generate a coal that's suitable for traction engine use as opposed to railway use. Uh, and that's what we're embarking on now. And how quickly is this coming down the road, David? How, how soon are we likely to see a supply problem in ordinary coal that we're used to burning in our steam engines. We're aware that there's a limitation of the amount of fuel that's lying on the ground in the UK at the moment. Uh, Of course, the Ukrainian and Russian situation has not helped one iota, uh, and we've suddenly lost um, um, the use of fossil fan fuel, which is a a semi-bituminous coal, uh, known colloquially as Welsh dry steam coal, which burns very well. And because the producers of that coal um, want to send it all to Tata Steel at Port Talbot, um, they're not crushing it, sorry, they're not um, washing it to bring it down to a a usable size for the road steam. They're sending it all to to the steel makers. And so we've lost, that was nearly two thirds of the annual burn in one go, has gone three weeks ago. So we're on the verge of a bit of a crisis. Um, There is coal available to burn, but not very much. We can burn, if we relearn how to burn, we can burn smokeless fuel. Um, So we're we're having uh, trials on that sort of fuel as well. But working with CPL, what, what they're asking us to do is to fairly quickly get these samples out into the field, if you like, into the engines uh, and get to know what the results are. Uh, And that's happening as we speak now. Uh, It's great to think that the the coal companies are working in conjunction with the preservation movement. They obviously know that, you know, if they get the formula right, it'll get them good business. 
Yes, and and uh, what what pleased us about that is that they have spent, to be fair, a lot of time working with railways, uh, and we were getting a little bit fretful because what works for a railway locomotive doesn't always work for a traction engine for all sorts of reasons. Size is one thing, and the way that the way that um, uh, railway locomotives are built and the way they exhaust uh, uh, the the smoke makes a lot of difference to a traction engine. And and so CPL rose to the challenge and they said, look, why don't we try and create a traction engine type fuel? Uh, and that's, that's where we are now. The objective overall is eventually to try and generate a smokeless fuel, which um, is environmentally friendly and is uh, can be created from sustainable sources. That's that's the bottom line of what we're trying to do. Uh, back with uh, David Smith from a National Traction Engine Trust in just a minute. In particular, we'll talk about how rally th- organisers might be feeling the pinch with price increases and eco-coal, etc., etc. How is it going to affect our preservation scene? Uh, that's after this for Nick Williams' X-Day Gavioli. <laughs> Forget-Me-Not Lane, the X-Day Gaffioli, part of the Nick Williams collection. Evening, if you're just joining us, welcome to the live show. James Dundon here at Mechanical Music Radio. We've been speaking to David Smith from the National Traction Engine Trust about uh, changes in law, about burning coal in steam engines. Evening again, David. Good evening. Thanks for your time. This is a fascinating issue for many. We were saying just a moment ago the problems in supply of traditional coal that we chuck in the fireboxes of engines. Uh, You're working with uh, companies to produce a more eco-friendly coal that's suitable to power our engines because in some uh, sort of trials that have been done by individuals, anecdotally, uh, not all eco-coal has been fit for purpose. Just let's focus a minute on 
the worry of just generally the price of coal going up, David, because of the situation in Ukraine at the minute. We're seeing it at the petrol pumps. I bet some vintage rally organisers are very worried now, not just the cost of fuel to get exhibits to the rally field is going to go up, but also supplying coal. It is extremely difficult. Um, A few weeks ago now, maybe five or six weeks ago, you could buy a tonne of Fosifan for around about the £280 mark. Now, if you could buy it today, you'd pay 500 and something. Simple. So that's the, that's the speed at which it's moving in only a matter of six weeks, maybe, something maximum of six weeks. And we're nowhere, and near, nowhere near the peak, are we, David? It's only just beginning. We're, we're absolutely not. Now, we do know that in, in, North, in Belfast, there is a substantial amount of coal on the ground there. And I've been advising people to talk to Hayes uh, Fuels uh, to, to see if they can get supply. Now, Hayes will only supply in 28-ton lorries. They're not in the game of putting it in a bag and sending it through the post. Pardon my silly pun. But um, <laughs> they, will, they, will, they will bolt load it. If you want it in smaller amounts, you'll have to ship it at your own expense. So um, that's a bit of a plug for, for Hayes Fuels, but they've got a, a fair quantity of lump coal on the ground there. All right. David, interesting to get an overview. And, you know, I hate all these things that are doom and gloom, but we must address the elephant in the room. It's no doubt that prices will go up and things are going to get a little bit harder as these um, eco rules come in. So it sounds like you're well ahead um, with some of the stuff, some of the research. Where can people find out more and get advice, David? For more information, well, visit our website, <laughs> for sure. Um, also visit the Heritage Railway Association's website because they will also tell, be telling the same story. Thank you for your time, David Smith, uh, from the National Traction Engine Trust. I mean, the question on everyone's lips is, is this eco-friendly coal going to smell as good coming out of the steam engines? I, I don't want it to smell like chemicals, thank you. We need the smell test. And that's why our Tuesday talking point is your favourite smell at the Steam Rally. Get your comments in on Facebook. We'll do a load of those in just a minute after the Jonas Gavioli.
Jonas Gavioli, of course, now in America, part of the San Filippo collection. We've had a bit of a fairground sound special this evening. I hope you've enjoyed some of the music. If you have, do join us every evening at six. We do a show called Fairground Sounds, and it's exactly that. And we'll give you a little taste of it now as we play you two back-to-back from the Frank Lithgow 98-key Merengue. Of course, the, uh, the Tom Norman's Palladium show. Uh, overhauled by Sid Reeves in the 80s and then Andrew Pilmer, Russell Waterman in more recent times. We're yet to hear it after restoration. We'd love to. Uh, But here it is playing quite well back in 1991 and recorded by Carl Plasto, who sent these archive recordings into us here at Mechanical Music Radio, starting with Who? Thank you. 
Frank Lithgow's 98 Key Marenghi. Thanks to Carl Plasto for sending in the archive tapes for us to feature more uh, special instruments in the coming weeks because we always bring you something different. Hey, we've had a load of comments on our Tuesday talking point. Your favourite smell at the steam rally? Gary Meller says coal, hot oil and steam all mixed together. It is the only place that you get those three, isn't it? Ollie says the smell of the lovely engines steaming around the show. Alan says, the smell of the showman's engines. And uh, the smell that lingers on the fairground rides. What smell is that? Depends which ride. Uh, Bacon, says Kendo. Beer, says Bill Warder. Fish, chips and steam, says Nick Williams. (laughs) Pasties in the beer tent, says Chris Gunn. Uh, Edward says, when the fire's going and you have a draft fan on the chimney, he likes that. Uh, what else we got here? Frying bacon, onions, and engine smoke and hot oil. Oh, it's all the things what we've missed. We can't wait. And Nigel Gardner says, the smell of an old organ trailer when you open it up. <laughs> Every organ has their individual smell. Let's just uh, say that. The distinctive tones of a German fairground organ. That is a sound that you enjoy, then make sure you tune in to Mechanical Music Radio every Saturday and Sunday from 4 pm and join me, Paul Kiraj, when I shall be playing more German instruments than you can shake a stick at. And I'll bring you all the news, views, and gossip from the world of mechanical music. Saturday and Sunday afternoons from 4 pm on Mechanical Music Radio. Hey, with all this talk of fuel prices on the on the show tonight, we, we thought it would only be right to play this, a fun piece on multi-organ Neptunus. It's Beep Beep the Bubble Car.
Well, there you go. And thanks for tuning in to the live show this evening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll do another one same time next week. Coming up at Mechanical Music Radio from midnight tonight, Glenn Thomas live and direct from the US with some American band organs. After 11, we've got the happy hour where Mechanical Music goes pop, playing everything from Queen uh, to Lady Gaga, if you like. The happy hour coming up from 11. Don't miss that. Next, though, after 10, we're doing an hour of your requests. Whatever you want to hear, we will play it. Maybe you want to request some marches, because you can search by title. So just put the word march in, see what we get, or we can be more specific. You might want to type in blaze away, or you might want to search for instrument. Maybe you want to hear more from one of the instruments that we played this evening on the show. We'll get lining up those requests. We've only got a couple in the queue so far. And we're going to fill a whole hour with your choices next after 10. Uh, please do let us know what you'd like. Mechanicalmusicradio.com. Request now. Mechanical Music Radio's One Second Song. Did you get tonight's One Second Song? Any ideas? The fastest finger first was Peter Mackett. He's got it dead on. Second place, Nick Williams. Third, Andrew Rota. Well done also to Michael Pumphrey, Mark Raven, Ben Jackson, Bruce Newman listening in the US. Mike Green gets it bang on. So does David Aldridge. David, thank you for your digitised recordings that we've received today as well. I'll load them on the system. Exciting stuff. Luke Trotman also getting in touch, getting it bang on. Uh, well done to Bill and Claire in the US, to Alan Harmon. I also need to say hi to Bill Warder and Paul Rogers. Hi to Duncan listening in Preston. Ingmar from grindorgans.com. Vicky Rogers is uh, locked in and enjoying the show and she gets the one second song as well. If I just played you a little bit more, um, chances are that you would identify it. Ah. It's for Dan Busters and it's played on Baldry's Liminaire.
Audrey's living there. Thank you for listening to Tuesday Night Live. We'll be back same time next week. Meantime, remember, this is the radio station for Fairground Sounds, 24 hours a day. We've got a great selection of rally scene instruments and other mechanical music to bring you. Stay tuned. An hour of your requests, what you would like to hear next after 10 o'clock. Believe it or not, we are approaching the fourth birthday of Mechanical Music Radio. From the very start, we've been a not-for-profit venture that seeks to entertain enthusiasts and encourage the next generation into our wonderful hobby. We have tens of thousands of listeners around the world, but a very, very small number give us a regular donation that helps towards our licensing and running costs. Please, if you can, support us as we head into our next 12 months of broadcasting. Just go to mechanicalmusicradio.com and click support. Thank you for your donation.